The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 72 of Swish and Flick. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Kim Jenkins. We met Kim in New York. Shout out to you, Kim. You rock. It was nice to meet you, and thank you for sponsoring us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, So today we're going to be discussing the planning process of our trip to the UK. Um, But before we begin, I have some weekly profit news for us. So, this is spoiler-free in terms of Fantastic Beasts for everybody. It's safe, guys. It is safe to continue listening, I promise. I'm not going to drop any bombs on you. Um... (laughs) But J.K. Rowling finally talked about Crimes of Grindelwald on Twitter. She was very vague because I think she is still hashtag protect the secrets. Um, But somebody tweeted her and said, I am so loving the Fantastic Beasts films. What can we expect from the next one? Can you describe it in three words? And her answers were, I mean, her answer was, (laughs) answers are given. Mike, drop, Joe? Yeah. So I thought that that was really neat. Um, you know, like, that's probably people's biggest complaints is that we left the theater with more questions than answers. Um, but all I have to say, and I'm sure that if you guys listen to our Crimes of Grindelwald reaction episode, this is only book two of five, so we weren't supposed to leave the theater with answers. But they're coming. Movie two. Movie two of five. You said book. Oh. (laughs) Um, we weren't supposed to leave with answers, so... Next movie, hopefully, we'll get some. Have patience. Have patience and be kind. Joe loves to keep us waiting till that last possible second to know some enormous thing. So just have patience. Yes. All right. What time is it, Meg? I can't do it. Too bad. Tiffany's not here. All right. It's time for the recap. Thank you. So last time we had a short chapter, but... It started with a bang. 
Oh, you're funny. So the Weasleys <laughs> arrived by flu powder to pick Harry up so they could go to the Quidditch World Cup the next day. Only the Dursleys had their fireplace all boarded up, so you can imagine how happy they were when Mr. Weasley blasted it apart and their whole living room was covered in rubble. So they almost get to leave without any other problems, but Dudley uh, picks up something that Fred dropped on the floor, a little magic sweet, and all of a sudden his tongue swells until it's a foot long, it weighs a ton, chaos ensues. So on that note, we're not going to be talking about the rest of Gobble to Fire today, because um, just a little different recap for everybody who maybe didn't listen to the end of the last episode. Um, we are taking a three-week break from chapter episodes, uh, just because of the holidays, and it's easier for two of us to get together instead of four right now, so Katie and I are taking over to give you guys the the rundown on our trip. So, today's episode is going to be planning a trip over to the UK, next week is going to be all about Scotland, Scotland, and probably just briefly Iceland, because we were there for a day, and like, it's cool if you have a layover there, so we can talk about what we did. Um, and then England and our one day in Disneyland Paris. Yeah. So. I am sporting my Edinburgh sweatshirt today. I'm sporting a Sorcerer Stone shirt for today. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. Well, I thought that we could, all right, let's backpedal here. So this trip has always been in our mind for. Like 10 years, Meg. I know. I mean, like, probably Crazy. probably since, like, the very beginning of our relationship. We've always talked about wanting to go over to the UK. We've always been huge Potter fans. Obviously, you guys know that. Um, I remember whenever I was in grade school and I was just loving the movies coming out. So I would, I mean, I would all the time ask my mom, hey, can we go to London? Like, I'd love to go to London. There's Harry Potter stuff there. Of course, I never understood the cost associated with going over to London, I was always just kind of like, come on, that should be our vacation this year, let's go. <laughs> As a kid, you're just like, make it happen, Mom! Right. <laughs> Do it! Um, so, and you know, anytime anybody would ever ask me, where's the one place that you'd love to go to, the answer was always, always London. Same. And um, so now we need to come up with a new place, because we've been there. <laughs> I, think yeah. it, I think it's Tokyo. Or Australia. Or Australia. It's Tokyo or Australia, definitely, between... Or, with, like, maybe we could just hit them both at once. They're kind of, like, in the same area. Let's just take a month off. I would be so <laughs> down with that. Um, so, do you want to talk about how this whole this whole idea... Oh, okay, hold on really quick. I also wanted to add, like, we wanted this to be our honeymoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. However, obviously weddings are expensive, and... Um, it was just not possible to plan a trip like this. And a wedding. And a wedding. That's a lot. Like, I don't think I would have been able to plan this trip the way that I did had I planned it before a wedding. It would have been much more, like... Rushed, last minute. Yeah, it would have been that, or it would have just been like, okay, I'm going to book a hotel, and I'm going to buy us tickets for a couple things, but we're just going to wing it. And I and, think... And honestly, I really don't recommend winging a trip like this, because there's no. so much to see. You have to know your time limits and like what you can and can't do because otherwise you're just you're just gonna run out of time and there's honestly so much that you you have to pick and choose unless you're there for two months you gotta pick and choose so do you want to talk about like how this whole trip came to fruition yeah so when meg sent me this doc that she made today which is i mean it's perfect but (laughs) she did all of the planning like from start to finish. 
Me, I don't know how to do those things. I don't know how she does these things. Like, she loves just, like, researching stuff and finding out things, and then she'll tell me about it. I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, let's do it. That's fine. So I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to talk this episode, so I'll at least start this off. I mean, you definitely know this story. Yeah, for sure. So our thing, once we decided, like, okay, we're married, we want to plan a big trip, um, we called we called whatever this was going to be our honey tune mm-hmm. because it was what we wanted our honeymoon to be. Um, <clears throat> we're like, all right. So what's going to determine whether we go or, or when, we, when go. we go is if we can get cursed child tickets for London. Yeah. So they were going to be on sale again. We're like, all right, this is our moment. This now, is when it's happening. This <clears throat> was the tickets went on sale in August of twenty. 20- 17. Mm-hmm. August of 2017. Yeah. And our trip was October, October of 2018. 2018. So since it's UK time, um, that meant that the tickets went on sale at like... I think it was 4 or 5 a.m. 4 or 5 a.m. our time. So we get up early. Um, we log into the website and you have to get into a waiting line. A virtual waiting line. Our number... I mean, we did it immediately. Uh, yeah, I was there the second you could get in line. And the thing that sucks, I mean, it's good because, like, this helps with scalpers and everything with tickets. Yeah. But, like, the second you hit enter waiting room, it randomizes. So even if you were the first person to click enter waiting room, you could get number 20,000, which is exactly what happened to us. We got, like, I, I thought we, we were in the 40s. I think we were, like, 40,500 something. And I was like, well, yeah, it's we're not like, happening. Mm, yeah, <laughs> we're like, oh man. But we didn't get out of it. We stayed just to see what would happen because it took about three hours before we could buy tickets. Yeah, because we're like, well, there might be people that go on there and go, this is way too expensive. Forget it. And then that could possibly be our spot. We don't know. Mm-hmm. So we sat there. I also there. didn't want to spend a fortune though. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I was I was nervous. Yeah. So we sat there. Um, Little fun fact, I happened to fall asleep during this time, and I woke up in a panic, because <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what did Meg fall asleep to? And then we don't get our tickets, because I fell asleep, but everything was cool. We were still in line when I woke up again. Um, so it's like ticking down, ticking down, ticking down. Finally, it's our turn. There's still a ton available. So we found one that we really liked. It was actually, I think, like on our anniversary. It was, yeah, it was on our anniversary, and it was the front row of the balcony in the center. Yes. Um, and then, so we put in my card and then, so you guys know it rejected my card because it's a foreign purchase Mm -hmm. because I hadn't warned my bank. So if you're going to do anything foreign, even if you're not over there yet, just you're planning it, call them, let them know because this happens. And then we lost those seats. Thankfully we were (laughs) able to get new seats, but it was a different day. It was a different seat. Um, just keep that in mind. The first time we did it, it was both parts on one day. Yeah. And then whenever we did it, whenever we did it the second time, we had to go... Split it. Two days. Which actually, I recommend, but we can get to that whenever we're talking about London. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um... But yeah, that's how we got the tickets. So yeah, thankfully my bank didn't reject it. I just used my card instead. And, like, I got the text message afterwards saying, <laughs> is this charge legitimate? So, um, hey, banks, you should do that instead of just rejecting it. Like, just let me know, like, hey, is this legitimate? If it's not, I'll reject it. If it is, cool. Yeah. But, like, let it go through. Yeah. Because that sucked. I mean, f- center. It, we still had pretty good seats. I mean, it said, it, like, warned us. It was, like, partially obstructed view. But, like, I don't know what our view was really obstructed from. Like, was we fine. were able to see everything. It was great. 
Yeah, it was um, So we obtained Cursed Child ticket- tickets in August of 2017 for October 11th and 12th. It was a crazy moment because we're like, we're going to London! I know! Like, we <laughs> we get gotta these, make this happen! Yeah, we get these tickets and we were just like, alright, that's when we're going. So then, literally over a year in advance, we knew, alright, this is when it's happening. I told my work, like, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Um... Because we, we wanted to be there. We would have taken off two weeks if we could, but both of our works are kind of like, uh, we're very like deadline-oriented, so it's very hard to take two consecutive weeks off. And but, also America. Yeah, that too. But uh, they were nice enough to give us a few extra days, so like we our travel like days didn't really count against us, mm-hmm. which was nice. So it was almost two weeks. It was like 12 days, it was like I think. 12 days. So... That's okay. (laughs) The next step in the process was researching flights. Um, I had never booked an international flight before. I had gone over to Italy with my choir, but that was like a group tour. So we just said, hey, yeah, we want to go. And we like gave my choir money and they did (laughs) everything. Um, So this was, it was quite different because I'm, I mean, you guys know we're used to flying we go to Florida quite a bit we've been to California like we enjoy traveling so I'm no stranger to booking flights but booking international flights is a little bit different so um you want you want to start researching as early as you can and I recommend I used kayak to research all of my flights until I found out this is the airline we took we took wow air and I (laughs) This kind of sucks because, like, I want I want to be as transparent as I can with you guys, but, like, I don't think that they exist anymore. <laughs> so I can't, like, I can't be like, yeah, go to Wow Air. It was so inexpensive. But I think what happened was Icelandic Air purchased them. So if you have Icelandic Air in your city, I would recommend looking there. So what that does, and this is how we were able to get flights so affordable, because um, we were, when we first started planning this, we're like, all right, $1,000 each, we're going to have to drop that on plane tickets, you know, like, and we were ready to do that. So then when we found this, we I got to like, do oh. so much more over there because it literally cut the cost in half. Right. So we, so we used Wow Air. I don't think that they're um, as popular anymore. Well, they, they're definitely not in Cleveland anymore, but I think that they might still be in other cities currently. Um, they might be operating through Icelandic air though. So what that means is, uh, that what that means is that they have, they have a layover in Iceland. Um, it's about, so the, the bulk of your flight will be from your city to Iceland. And then like Iceland to, we went Iceland to Scotland. Iceland to Scotland was like three hours. So, it's not bad. Um, Mm -mm. And the way that we did it, so they flew out of Cleveland late at night. It was like 1230 Mm -hmm. at night. So, we still went to work that day. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We went to work that day. And then that night, we went to the airport. 1230 was our flight. It was all pretty smooth. Um, we just slept. There was like a 20 minute delay or something, but it was whatever. And yeah, it was just an overnight flight to Iceland. So when we landed in the morning, it was 9am, I think something like that. Yeah. Um, they are a budget airline though. So again, this is, this is kind of where like some people complain about spirit in the States. And my thing is, is if you don't like spirit, then you had higher expectations 
than what you should have because you need to know what you're getting for the price that you're paying. So the thing with Wow Air is that it's it's just like Spirit. However, their their costs for like adding bags and everything really wasn't that bad. So even so what we did is I booked us at the Wow I think it was like the Wow Premium tickets or something. So like we got to pick our seats, we got a carry-on, we got a checked bag. And it was still it was still way hundreds cheaper. hundreds of dollars cheaper than any other airline. However, like you don't get snacks on the plane that you don't pay for. Like you pay for your food on the plane, but honestly, the price of the food is not that bad. Like we got sandwiches and meals on the way home, and it was like maybe ten dollars each. And they were really good, also. But if you don't yeah. want to do that, just pack snacks. Right. You're well. If you're doing an overnight flight anyway, you probably already ate dinner, and you're just gonna sleep. Yeah. So. Like you don't get blankets and pillows. So like I did buy us blankets and pillows, but again, the cost of purchasing our own blankets and pillows and carrying them around far outweighed paying double the cost for a flight on another airline. So we booked these flights about five months out. That's the best time frame for international flights. Um, it tends to be the ch- at the cheapest point. I was looking at flights probably starting in like December, honestly, um, for October. And the, the prices were pretty much the same, actually. So like I would say if you see a good price anywhere from 10 to five months out, I would buy it. Um, because the price didn't really change much from 10 to 5 months. Actually, in fact, our flight home did go up, and I kind of screwed us a little bit with that. (laughs) We did pay more for our flight home than originally we were going to. We had to drop maybe three or four hundred dollars more, not each total. It was like maybe a hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars more expensive to come home um, than when I had originally looked. But our flights, our total cost for flights for two people round trip was about $1,500. Which is what we were kind of expecting to be for one person. Yeah. So, for the flights, uh, yeah, I would do like anywhere between 10 to 5 months out depending on what you're looking for. Also, Wow Air did our flights, like our, what is that called, our transatlantic flights? So, like, we took Wow Air over to Iceland. We took Wow Air from Iceland to Scotland. We took British Airways from Scotland to England, and we took Wow Air from England back to Cleveland. So we did... How I how I did it cheaper, I actually booked a flight from Cleveland to Reykjavik, Iceland, a single one-way flight, Cleveland to Iceland. Then, because if I had booked one directly from Cleveland to Scotland, it was astronomical. So I ended up doing Cleveland to Reykjavik, gave us a day in Iceland because I'd heard good things about it. And I was like, well, that would be kind of cool. We'll have one day there. Then the following morning, we flew out from Reykjavik to Edinburgh on Wow Air. And that flight was like, it was like a hundred dollars. Like it was so inexpensive. Our flight from Cleveland to Reykjavik was like 300. And then our flight from it, no, I'm sorry. Back up. It was $350 for both of us to fly to Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a hundred it was about $175 each to fly to Iceland. Then it was about $100 each to fly to Edinburgh. It was $75 to fly to London. And then it was $500 to fly back to Cleveland. So I think I did all that math right. 
but it's about $1,500. Maybe even less. So it was amazing. So yeah, I booked a single flight, Cleveland to Iceland, single flight, Iceland to Scotland, single flight, Scotland to England, single flight, England, all the way back to Cleveland. That one I just did one. So we had like a two-hour layover in Iceland or something like that, but it was just a continuous, it was a continuous booking. That one was all the way. So um, we did go through Iceland on our way back as well, but it was a very short layover. Um, So I actually booked Iceland to, I booked Cleveland to Iceland, Iceland to Scotland all at once, but it was two separate flights. I didn't book Scotland to England for a while. That was like, I was like, oh, that's just going to be a super easy little flight to plan. Like, I looked up a bunch of different um, airlines, and the reason we went with British Airways is because we had luggage, and all of the budget airlines in England were, like, really difficult to figure out how to add bags to, and it actually was pretty expensive. So it it was better off for us to just plan the $75, pay the $75, and go on British Airways, which is, like, a pretty nice airline. But we got all of our bags included and everything. So it was, um, yeah. All right. Although I will say that that little flight, we take these long <laughs> flights. Forever. Yeah, we take these two long flights, and then we have this long flight home. I think we were really excited. The flight from Scotland to England was, like, one hour. It was the longest flight of the bunch, I swear. Yeah. It took forever. So whenever I was planning how to get from Scotland to London, I actually did look at trains, However, they're pretty expensive. It would have cost more to go on a train from Scotland to England than it would have been to fly, and it would have obviously taken much longer. Like, while it would be pretty to see the countryside and everything, we did do some driving when we were up in Scotland, so I thought that it would be more beneficial to give us more time in London um, than take the time on a train ride. Yeah, from really, we really to thought about it, but just like sometimes you have to be like, well, What's more... What's more important? Like, we're already cut on time, so, like, it might even out, but we want more time when we get there. So flying made more sense. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Um, Okay. So the next big thing that I did was I started putting together an outline of what we wanted to do. Now, we, like I said, we had been planning to go on a trip like this for like 10 years. So you can imagine we had a lot of ideas about what we wanted to do. And some of them, like, honestly, we had too many, unfortunately. We had too many ideas. So we had to narrow it down. And like, there's definitely enough stuff on our to-do list still to plan a whole other trip just as long as the one that we took. A lot of the times Meg's like, all right. So like, we wanted to see a lot of filming locations because this was a Harry Potter trip. That's always what we wanted it to be. So Meg's like, okay, what's more important to you there's these two things we can do this one day but they're on opposite sides of the country so we have to pick one and it was really hard sometimes you know it's like well i want to see both but you just can't so you gotta you gotta make sacrifices you gotta this is why you need to plan ahead of time and honestly there were some things that we planned that we ended up not doing because we were just like oh you know we didn't plan enough time to just see london we can't go on a whole day trip and do this and like not have seen buckingham palace while we're in london so we also have to be flexible like even while you're over there but um my document was a little bit insane. It was awesome. (laughs) It was crazy. So I used numbers because I have a Mac. However, you can use Excel, you can use Google Sheets, like any of those type of numbers, documents, um, 
And what was really nice, if anybody has numbers and they have a Mac, they actually have a template that is for travel planning, which is what I used, and it was amazing. Basically, it's just, um, here, let me pull it up really quick, actually. So it's just um it's just an outline of like there's a little spot to put pictures so you can make it look pretty um which I'm all about <laughs> and then they have sections of like date, time, location um and then I added some because we were super conscious about like what we were spending. I wanted to be transparent with you guys so that you could actually see if this was something that you could afford to do like I wanted I wanted to save all of this information so that I could share with you guys like hey this is how much it cost us to be able to go to the Warner Brothers studio tour. This is how much it cost us to be able to go see Anna Castle, which is like where the first film was made for um well, you guys know what I'm talking about. And it like it helps <laughs> to you? keep you it helps to keep you in check too. You know what I mean? Like Definitely. we didn't want to cut corners because no. this was something like we've said we've been planning it for 10 years and then all of a sudden it's happening. So um, but it's still, like, it helped to put numbers out there in front of your face to see. So I actually, like, tried to make it a game, too, though, for me. I had two columns. I had what I'm expecting to pay and what I actually paid. So there's date, time, activity, location, estimated cost, actual cost, still left to pay, and then notes. So I had three money columns. I had one, this is what I was expecting to pay. So my goal was always to actually pay less than what I was expecting to pay. Sometimes it worked out, sometimes it didn't, sometimes it cost us more than we were expecting, but it was always good whenever I could see that we paid less than I was expecting. Such as, I just totally, I just estimated, okay, how many days are we going to be in Scotland? How much should it cost me to stay there? So I estimated $600. We actually only paid $224. (laughs) So that was amazing. I haven't even looked at all this. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I loved this doc. It was awesome. So what I did is I had three separate tabs. I had Iceland, I had Scotland, I had England. So Iceland, I just had date and it was just the one date. But then I kind of broke our day down into times. So like I knew when we took off from Cleveland to Reykjavik. I knew when we landed in Reykjavik. I had like what our rental car was, like how much it cost us, where we were picking it up, where our hotel was. I had the link to our Airbnb. Um, and then all, any activities that we wanted to do. We had a lot of ideas for Iceland, and we'll talk about that next week, but like we ended up paring it down really to just one thing. Um, but that's how I like broke down this doc. And it was super helpful to actually like be able to understand how much we could fit in a day. So like Scotland... There were so... If you research Harry Potter in Scotland, you will get an exorbitant amount of stuff, which is, like, you wouldn't even... Honestly, you wouldn't even think, because you're like, oh, filming, it happened in London. Yeah, but all the inspiration for Harry Potter... Harry Potter came from Scotland because that is where J.K. Rowling lives. So It's everywhere. It's everywhere you turn, there's something that inspired her, or that you can look at it and be like, this looks like that. It's crazy. Like, the whole place is honestly just, like, I told Meg every day. It was every day that we were on the trip, but especially in Edinburgh, every day was, like, a fairy tale. Like, you're living in a fairy tale. Yep. So, like, I had, just for example, like, okay, we land in Scotland on October 4th at 10.20 a.m. We have our rental car. Here's where our Airbnb is. And then, like, as time progressed, I would have put something like, okay, our Airbnb host said 
that he'll be available to meet us at this time or whatever so that I can make sure that we plan that in. Um, and then, like, I just put things that we wanted to do. I shouldn't have closed that other doc because, oh, here it is because I had other stuff on here. So, like, I had just, like, mashed a bunch of stuff together. Like, oh, I want to see the Royal Mile. I want to do the Scotch Whiskey Experience, Camera Obscura, check out Dean's Village, Fett's College, Victoria Street. Like, obviously, we can't do all that in a day. But this was just my beginning process of, like, this is all I want to do. So then I, like, researched, like, guys, I'm intense. <laughs> I researched restaurants. I researched super popular, like, cute little quirky places. Like, Mary's Milk Bar is just, like, a gelato place that was delicious, and I'm really glad that we fit it in. But just, like, little places like that, pubs that I've heard are really good, or um, places that we can get lunch, places that are nearby things that we're doing that sound good, or I put links to TripAdvisor, like, TripAdvisor places, like, this was a coffee shop, we never even went there, I wish that we did, but, um, articles about Harry Potter sites in Edinburgh, um, tracing the boy wizard in Edinburgh with J.K. Rowling, 16 coolest places to eat, 20 musty spots, like, all these types of articles, I just, like, posted them in here so that when I had time, I could go in and look at those, and then I could be like, okay, where can I fit this in if I can? So, it, like, it's really just, like, a puzzle, trying to figure out what you can fit where, how much you can actually do. And honestly, a lot of it really is just winging it. Like, I ended up just putting a bulk of things like, hey, let's try to get these done. And if it didn't happen the day that I put it on, we just tried to put it on another day when we were over there. But... Dude, she's a master of this stuff. I did share... I'm really lucky. <laughs> I did share that doc with you guys in our Facebook group. So, um, if you're interested in looking at it, that was like the... That was like the finalized one. That wasn't necessarily my crazy planning one, but that's what it looked like after it was all said and done. Yeah. After the craziness of planning. <laughs> yeah. So, renting a car in a foreign country. <laughs> um, oh, interesting. It was fine. It, it was, was fine. fine. So, in Iceland, actually, you are driving on the same side of the road as here. Mm -hmm. So, that was easy. However, booking it, they have different companies than we do along with some ones that you would know. So, like, they still have Enterprise. They still have Hertz. Um, I'm trying to think if there's... Those are, like, the two big ones that I can think of. But then they also have, like, really weird ones. I actually, for Iceland, I just booked it... I just booked it online. So the reason why I even wanted to spend a day in Iceland was because of the Bucketless family. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody watches the Bucketless family who listens to us, but I highly recommend it if you like traveling. Um, they're amazing. They're just like a great family. So they had posted on their video of Iceland, they posted like where they stayed, how they rented a car and everything. So I actually just went through their video and rented the car through Avis. Avis? I think it's Avis. Um, so I went to avis.com and I booked it and it was super easy and it really wasn't that bad. It was like, the here's the only thing with renting a car in a foreign country though, is foreign countries, their preferred car is not an automatic car. So you have yeah. to remember that when you're booking it, because if you don't specify, they're going to give you a manual and they don't have very many automatic cars on the lot. So if you don't reserve it in advance, you're probably not going to get it. Like we got the last automatic car in Iceland. Um, so you want to make sure that you do that in advance. Um, so I did that through Avis and then Scotland, I booked through AAA. I don't know. Um, I think AAA might just be in the States, but AAA is just like a travel agency and 
I have a membership because they offer like roadside assistance and stuff. So I used my AAA membership to book a discounted rate for Scotland. And actually, our entire booking for the car in Scotland cost less than our booking in Iceland for a day. <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense, guys. But Iceland, Iceland is, is a very expensive, expensive country. Um, we'll so, talk about that next week. <laughs> so yeah, Scotland I did through... Um, Scotland I did through AAA. However, the other tip I like to give whenever you're renting a car is to always make sure that the rental car location is, like, actually in the airport. Because <laughs> usually whenever you're booking, like, um, a budget car, it's normally, like, a place located off of the airport, and you have to, like, take a shuttle to get there. Say hello to wasting three hours of your trip. It's just a big waste of time, so I always make sure. And if it's even if it's a little bit more money, like... To me, it's worth it to save your time. Book a car in the airport. It's just easier. Save you a headache. Yeah. We only rented a car in Iceland and Edinburgh because of things that we had planned while we were there. Iceland is not public transit friendly. Friendly. Um, Though, looking back on it, so all we did there was we went to the Blue Lagoon, and they do offer transportation there, but originally our plan had been to, um, our plan had been to use the car to be able to drive to, like, nature areas, like, we wanted to see a couple waterfalls, but then we realized that, like, they're just too far away, so we didn't do that. And we were tired. We were very tired that day. So, um, they also don't have Uber or Lyft in Iceland. They only have taxis, which are very expensive. In Iceland, it was most cost-effective to rent a car. In Edinburgh, if you only planned to stay in the city of Edinburgh, you would not need a car. Oh, no. Every, everything's, like, There's walking. buses. It's pretty close walking. They do have Uber. Um, it's, and it wasn't that expensive. No, it was not expensive. We did Uber a couple times, like, because we parked, but then, like, we would wind up on the other side of the city, so then we would, like, Uber back to the other side of the city sometimes. Because it got cold. It did, yeah. <laughs> um, however, the reason why we had to rent a car in Edinburgh, and if you want to plan the cool things that we planned in Edinburgh, you need a car. Because... Yeah. We took the Hogwarts Express train, which is a two and a half to three hour drive northwest. You cannot Uber at the cost of, <laughs> what, of what we paid to rent our car. Um, so you, the thing with the thing with the Harry Potter stuff in Scotland is it's pretty spread out. So like, there's a lot in Edinburgh that you can do. However, if you want to do the Jacobite train, which is the Hogwarts Express, that is a drive that you will have to drive yourself, um, and it's about two and a half hours away from Edinburgh. Also, we went to Annick Castle, which is in northern England, which is about a two-hour drive from Edinburgh as well. It's less time to drive from Edinburgh than it would have been to drive from London. Oh, definitely. Yes. It's about nine hours from London, I think. Yeah. We needed a car to be able to go do those other Harry Potter filming location things that we wanted. Um, But if you decide to just stay in the city, public transit is fine in Edinburgh. Now, in London... We did not rent a car in London at all. You don't don't need need to. They have the underground. They have Uber. They have taxis everywhere. Like, that's fine. But Edinburgh is a smaller city than London. They don't have trains, like, underground trains like that. They do have buses that are, like, double-decker buses. um, And they can get you around the city just fine. But again, we did a lot of things outside the city. So, you need a car. Yeah. If you're doing those things, like I said. 
Um, okay, but where to stay. So we did a lot of research on where to stay. And a lot of changing. <laughs> a lot of changing. Um, Iceland was pretty easy, actually. I wanted someplace that was very close to the airport. I didn't want to pay an arm and a leg for it because this was just kind of like a layover quick day. We're just sleeping. Yeah, so I we did Airbnb. We had a car, so it was fine. Um, it was like $50, which let me tell you, again, like you've heard us say this quite a few times already, Iceland is expensive. So like a hotel in Iceland, you were looking at about 200 to $250, even at like a budget place. And they, they know that they're a stopover city uh, and they try to get you for it. So we did an Airbnb. It was about 50 bucks. It was like 10 minutes, five minutes from the airport. It was perfect. It was great. I posted a link to exactly where we stayed on the document so that you guys can see. The hosts were great. We didn't yeah. talk to them, Mm-mm. but it was super accommodating. Like, it was just really easy. So, they had, like, snacks and hot yeah. cocoa and water and fresh towels and a really comfy bed. Yeah. It was, it was like a, almost like a studio apartment, but smaller. Um, but it was perfect for us for mm-hmm. one night. Yeah, it was they great. They gave us, like, access to their netflix so we like watched one of the shows we had been watching at home and yeah Yeah. it was really cool so um whenever we whenever i was planning edinburgh i also wanted to do an airbnb because again i knew that we were going to have a car like it wasn't important that we had to be in the city so i figured that we could save some money by staying a little bit outside the city in an airbnb and it ended up working out perfectly. Like, it was fine. And actually, even if we hadn't had a car and you just wanted to go into the city, there was a bus stop literally right outside the apartment complex that we stayed at. Um, and the guy... Did you post where we stayed here, too? I did. The guy that we went through was very, very nice, very knowledgeable. If you had any question about the city or how to get around or what's the best way to do whatever, he was more than willing to help you. So I highly recommend that place mm-hmm. if you're going to do a car and do Edinburgh. Yeah, he was great. Um, and so, let me see. Oh, okay, so originally we had decided, we had planned to stay at the Airbnb the entire time we were in Edinburgh, so I booked it. And that was fine. And they only make you char- they only make you pay for one like one night or half of it or something. So I only had to pay like $150 or something to like secure it. And then I felt really bad cuz like our plans kept changing. So like at first I realized I actually had booked it the wrong dates, so I had to change it. It was one less date than I had booked. He was fine with it. He was super accommodating. <laughs> then we decided that whenever we were in Edinburgh, we wanted to stay a night at the Balmoral. Um, So our last night in Edinburgh was our actual anniversary. So we booked a night at the Balmoral Hotel for our last night. So I, again, had to change the booking for the Airbnb. And again, he was super accommodating. So um, again, highly recommend that Airbnb. It was great. But then we stayed at the Balmoral our final night. That, for anybody who doesn't know, is the hotel that J.K. Rowling wrote the final Harry Potter book in. So it was a splurge. It was like $275 for the night, something like that. Um, but honestly, guys, like, it was worth every penny. Like, yeah. I can't book a hotel at Disney anymore because I just think about, like, the value of it. Like, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to stay at, I'm going to stay at a Disney resort 
like they're great. Don't get me a wrong. Middle ground, a but middle a, ground. But like a moderate Disney resort, and it's going to cost me more than my stay at the Balmoral Hotel in Edinburgh, which was hand and foot. <laughs> Whatever you needed, they oh, yeah, they, they were, were there. there, and they like went above and beyond. We asked to like keep. Um, this like ticket that they gave us because we liked the illustration on the back because we're nerds. Yeah. But they had to take it, but they're like, well, hold on, let me see if we can find an extra. And then they came back with like four different designs and I'm like, here you go, we can have them all. The the doorman remembered us like all day. Mm-hmm. He like knew and he directed us when whenever he knew that it was time for tea. He like directed us to where it was. They were so nice to us at afternoon tea. Like it was they did breakfast in bed. It was amazing. It was, like, it was probably the best night of our trip. Yeah. Um, I did, okay, so Morgan is asking on the live chat, did you guys run into international charge problems with your cards while booking hotels and Airbnb? I did not. With Airbnb, it's through an American website, even though you're booking for an international um, spot. So it's all through dollars. So that was fine. When I was booking hotels... Go ahead. If you're worried about it, though, just call your bank and say, I'm doing this thing, and they'll make a note on your account so they sh- you shouldn't run into problems. If you're worried at all, just call your bank. It's yes. really easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, but with hotels, I didn't either because you don't actually charge anything when you book hotels. You pay when you are there. So, like, you have to input your card information, but it really just reserves the room. So, I did not run into any issues. Um when we were in London, we changed our minds a lot when we were planning. <laughs> well, before. Before we got there. <laughs> yeah. So the, the first place that we booked was an Airbnb. Thankfully, once I booked it and I got the address, I had the sense to Google Map it. It was really far away. I don't know how some of these places get away with saying that they're in London. When they're like, literally, it was like over an hour away. Even by car. Not even like public transportation, by car. And, like, some days we planned this next day we're going to be up at the crack of dawn because mm-hmm. we have to catch a train to Paris because we wanted to do Disneyland in Paris. So imagine being an hour outside of the city and having to coordinate all that to get to the train station by 5 a.m. to have your full day. Like, we would be exhausted. exhausted. Yeah. So make sure that you, like, research every... Because they can be like, yeah, there's an underground right next to whatever, and it's really, like, a 20-minute ride to that underground, and then you have to take the underground, which is an hour to the city, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So just research that stuff. So, we spent probably the most money in London on hotel, because we did end up picking a hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, Peace of mind, man. (laughs) Yeah. We did find, like, a pretty good budget hotel, though. It's called Premier Inn. I guess they're all over Europe. Um, It was clean. It was nice. It was exactly what we needed. It was fine. It was right next to King's Cross Station. Which, like, is so cool to say. (laughs) So, it's called Premier Inn. It was right by, it's actually, it was across the street from St. Pancras, but St. Pancras and um, King's Cross are right next to each other. Like, literally. Yeah. Right next to each other. So, we ended up booking Premier Inn, and it was about about $800 for our stay, which was, like, six nights. But honestly, like, that's not a bad deal. But that was the most we spent on hotel was in London. All right. So, what's next? How we obtained tickets for things. So once I had my outline pretty set, I knew what we wanted to do, when we were going to do it, what days we were going to be where. So then I started obtaining 
tickets for everything that we wanted to do. Now, here is some tips on this. A lot of places offer you discounts for buying in advance online. Which is great for us because you can't be there in person until you're there. So <laughs> Exactly. So that's great. But you have to keep in mind um, that if you buy it with like your debit card or something like that, you will get hit with a foreign transaction fee. And also sometimes your card won't go through because like what I was saying before with the London Cursed Child tickets, sometimes you have to warn them. But what we ended up doing, and I don't want to encourage people to get credit cards that they shouldn't get, but we did obtain a no foreign transaction fee credit card specifically for this trip. And our goal was to get it, use it to buy things, immediately pay things off on it. And it worked out really great. Right, so, like we were saving money throughout this entire year, and then Meg would be like, okay, I'm booking the hotel, we're putting it on the card, I'm right after that, I'm transferring the savings we have to pay it off. Yes. Okay. But perfect. I did that so that we wouldn't get hit with foreign transaction fees, and the card would go through because it's a travel card. Um, so... If you do end up using your debit card or something like that, keep in mind that like the discount isn't really going to be existent because you're going to get the discount when you pay for it, but you're going to end up paying for that discount with the foreign transaction fees that your bank will hit you with. And keep in mind also that it you might just be like, well, it's just one fee. Well, first of all, they're going to rack up a lot. Yeah. And usually it's a foreign transaction fee on top of like another fee that like a your bank does. Fee. Yeah. So it's just, it really hits you. So really think about getting something that will help you out. Yeah. They charge you like to convert it from pounds to American dollars. And then they also charge you with the foreign transaction fee. So like that sucks. Yeah. So we got a no foreign transaction fee card. Also, buying tickets in advance saves you a ton of time waiting in lines when you're oh there. Oh my god. Like, for example, Westminster Abbey. Mm-hmm. We bought our tickets for Westminster Abbey online. Um, first of all, I think we saved 10% off on them, which is great. And there were two separate lines when you got there in the morning when it opened. There was one to buy tickets and one for people who had already bought tickets. And we got to walk right in while people had to wait in probably an hour long line like, to buy their tickets. It was like a block long. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Meg was like, look. And I was like, what? She's <laughs> like, that could have been us. <laughs> highly, highly recommend buying as many tickets as you can in advance because... And you could buy almost everything in advance. Yeah. Your time is precious. You are only there for so long. Why waste your time waiting in the line to buy a ticket when you could have done it online and have printed it out and been ready to go when you're there? Yep. So Westminster Abbey, I tried to go through and say how early in advance you can book these things, just so that you guys know. So Westminster Abbey lets you book tickets about two months in advance. They're probably one of the shortest timelines that we had. Most places, I mean, I could book them whenever I wanted. It's pretty much an open-ended. But Westminster Abbey was only two months. Um, the only thing is they do make you pick a time. So if, they, if it does make you pick a time, I usually just recommend picking, like, the earliest time because you know like oh I'll just go when it opens and then I'll be there that'll be the start to my day yeah, that'll be the start to my day yeah so that's what we did with Westminster Abbey it was the first thing we did that day um and we walked right in and it was amazing usually also at Westminster Abbey your ticket comes with an audio guide which is great so yeah, that was cool you just like hit the button of like what you're at and they talk to you about what it is you're looking at so that was awesome Second, Annick Castle. Annick Castle is where they filmed the flying lessons in Sorcerer's Stone. It's like the outside of Hogwarts for most of Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. And you know it when you're there, let oh, me yeah. tell you. <laughs> um, Annick Castle, honestly, 
that's I would not cut that out if nope. you no that was like that's a must do if you go. Um, you can buy tickets for Anna Castle ten months in advance. I bought those really early. I bought them as soon as I could because it's mm-hmm. just like an open ended all day ticket. You just buy it and you just show up whenever. But try to get there. Try to make a day of it because they have things that go on that you don't need to buy extra tickets. But like it's just there. They, yeah. Twice a day they do flying lessons, and then two ti- other times a day they do like a, a film tour. And yeah, so just make sure you leave time to make sure you do those because I think they do. Um, like the last ones, like maybe two o'clock. Yeah, you gotta be there early. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next up, this one is important. So the Jacobite steam train. This is the Hogwarts Express. This is the. Hogwarts Express that is in the films. It takes you over the Glenfinnan Glenfinnan Viaduct, which is best known in the films for the flying car chase. Whenever Ron and Harry are like on this bridge thing, that's the Glenfinnan Viaduct. Whenever they're like driving in front of the train, it's beautiful. They know that it is the highlight of the tour, so they go super slow on it so you can get as many pictures as you need to. Um, However, you can book this very far out in advance. I think it's almost 10 months. You can't, it's really hard to tell right now because the Jacobite is closed for the season. So, like, they have tickets available from when it opens up again in April all the way through, like, the end of October. But these go early. So you do this as early as you can, and you want to choose the Harry Potter compartments. You want to do it as early as you can because you want a window seat. We did not get window seats, and I was pretty bummed about it. It didn't really deter from our experience at all because we were able to go and find a window to look at the Glenfinnan Viaduct um, out of. But it was still a little stressful. (laughs) But it was stressful. So, like, if you're not by the window, you're not going to get the best views of everything. So, if you're going to pay the amount for the first-class Harry Potter compartments, I would just recommend doing this as early as you can to make sure that you get the seats that you want. I was pretty disappointed when we couldn't get window seats, and I booked this, like, six or seven months in advance, and it wasn't early enough. And all of the window seats in the Harry Potter compartments were booked already at that point. So, just do it early. Yeah. Next, I chose the Camera Obscura in Edinburgh. It was really fun. It's just this little museum. You just buy tickets for that at the gate. They don't offer to sell them online. Um, there, there was, it's easy, though. They're not going to wait an hour for that. <laughs> no, you just, no, there's, like, no line. Um, Tower of London, you can buy those about two months in advance, too. I kind of noticed that most of London's things are, like, a two-month, like, Kensington Palace was also two months. We didn't go to that, but, like... Quicker turnaround. yeah. Um, sorry guys, when I talk a lot, I like run out of breath because I take too deep of breaths. <laughs> I don't know how to speak. Um, so next up is the London Eye and the River Cruise. Let me tell you, the line to get tickets for the London Eye was crazy. It actually deterred us from doing the London Eye. We, we picked yeah, we the River Cruise it. instead. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Um, so you can buy combo tickets for this if you are interested in doing the London Eye and the River Cruise. It's discounted, and but the only thing is, is they're very specific with times for London Eye and the River Cruise. Um, and that scared me while planning, because I really, like, London was the one place I didn't have planned to a T, like Edinburgh. So we didn't buy tickets for this in advance, which is why we didn't end up going on the London Eye, because that line was crazy. It's also pretty expensive, but, like, again, it's, like, a cool touristy thing to do. 
Um, but the river cruise was great, and we'll talk about that more when we get to London, but, like, I don't feel like I missed out on anything, because it no. was amazing. Yeah, the river cruise was amazing, and you can you can book that in advance. It's just, again, they only have so many river cruises a day, so you have to know when you'll be able to be there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we did not book that in advance, and we did end up waiting probably a half an hour to buy tickets for the river cruise, which sucked, but it was worth it. Yeah. Um... Blue Lagoon in Iceland, you can book about five months in advance. Uh, You just need to buy, like, you need to buy a package to be able to enter the spa, because that's what it is. It's a spa. So, like, you just book your day at the spa. And they do have time frames, but I just picked, like, when we landed, approximately when we could get there. But I don't think they really cared about the time. You could pretty much come whenever. I'm thinking of the smell of that yummy conditioner that you put in your hair. Oh, it smells so good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, Edinburgh Zoo. We did this spur of the moment, and there was no line to buy tickets. Guys, Um, spur of the moment, literally. Like, here's how (laughs) it went. We're in the rental car. We're just learning to drive on the other side of the road. Meg goes, do you want to go to the zoo? And I said, okay. And apparently it was right there because she whips the wheel left, and we're in the zoo. (laughs) That's how spur it was. (laughs) Um, You can buy those online, though, and... It was like 25 pounds to go. Uh, next is the London Zoo. There also was not a line to buy tickets at the London Zoo, but we did buy these in advance. But you can get them about a year in advance. Or you can buy open-ended tickets to be able to use them anytime, any day. Edinburgh Castle. I believe that you can book this about four months in advance. Um, but it's really cool, and I highly recommend Do it. it. It doesn't really like it does have it does have Harry Potter ish things because you can see some cool stuff from the view up there and like Edinburgh Castle is literally on rocks like Hogwarts so it just like feels Hogwarts esque but it's still it's just a really cool historical thing to do in the city of Edinburgah. Yeah, it's got deep deep history and it does. J.K. Rowling stared at this thing constantly. She so. did. Yep. Um, platform nine and three quarters. So my little trick tip and trick for platform nine and three quarters is to buy a skip the line pass online these are only available online oh do so it. it's like 20 bucks but you get your photo for you know you get your photo for well it's included in the cost or whatever which you know you're gonna buy it anyway right i mean come on um but we went on a sunday morning and there was like probably an hour and a half wait to get your photo taken and let me tell you we did not three quarters we did not have an hour and a half to spend waiting in line that day because <laughs> no. we were leaving so yeah so highly i like i thought that was that was like a game changer that was amazing we didn't have to really plan when we were going to get our picture taken we could just do it um spur the moment and we never had to wait and I don't think a lot of people do it because when no. we showed them that, they were like, oh, VIP, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, all right. But yeah, you can only buy them online. So like you have to do it far in advance if you're coming from the States because it does have to ship to you from the UK. Um, oh, and I won't ruin anything, but it's so cool. Just it do comes it for in the package. a cool package. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Uh, the tour for Muggles. This is in London. I highly recommend it. They take you around to filming locations in London. We had the coolest tour guide. Look, he looked exactly. just like Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. Um, and he used a wand as like a flag to make sure that you're like following him. And that was hilarious. But you can book that about four months in advance on their website. Um, there's only 24 spots per tour, so book it. Yeah, it's fun. Highly recommend. 
it's just easier. Like, I could have figured out where all those spots were, and we could have walked and found all of them, but it would have taken way more time than to just have a guide walk us around and show us exactly where everything is, and tell us about it, and have pictures and a binder to show us pictures from the film while we were there. It was amazing. It would have been a lot less fun, because he made it super fun. I agree. Mm Mm-hmm. If you want to do afternoon tea anywhere... Which you do. You do. Let me tell you. You also need to book reservations for those because they fill up. So we did tea twice. We did it once in Scotland and once in London. In Scotland, we did it at the Balmoral. It was amazing. You don't have to stay there to do tea at the Balmoral. um, But it was the best tea that we had. Yeah, for sure. They give you little snacks. They had haggis. And we tried it. It wasn't bad. We didn't die. It wasn't bad. It was great. And then in London, shout out to our listener, Shona, because she has this really cool blog that she is called Shona Says, and I think that's what it's called. I feel like I should look that up before I say it for sure. Maybe it's What Shona Says? Yeah. Yep. What Shona Says. What Shona Says. Um, And she reviews, like places that she's gone in London, stuff that she's bought, all that kind of stuff. But she reviewed this tea place in London called Fortnum and Mason, and she said that it was the best tea that she had, so we did that too. It was really good. I really liked their pastries. Yes. Um so oh, that was all fun. the pastries. But it's still like it doesn't cost anything to reserve. You just like go online and you um just like Google Balmoral Tea. I think you could do it from their website. Fortnum and Mason is like through Open Table or something like that, but I just highly recommend getting a reservation so you can make sure that you have a spot. Because there were quite a few people coming upstairs at Fortnum and Mason that wanted to do it, and they were like, oh, sorry, we're booked for the day. It was packed. It was. Packed. Um, okay, lastly, I, so London offers this pass called the London Pass, and I wanted to talk about why we didn't do it. Because... A lot of people say, oh, you should do the London Pass because it gets you into a bunch of things. However, it gets you into a bunch of things that, like, didn't really interest us and didn't have much to do with Harry Potter. It's just, like, mm-hmm. London history, which is great. Like, if if you want to, like, do London history stuff just as much as you want to do Harry Potter stuff, I might recommend the London Pass. But, like, it, so, like, you could have used it to get into the Tower of London and I think Westminster Abbey. But the London Eye is not included. Um, a couple other places we wanted to go that weren't included. And now I can't it remember. It just, like, for our schedule and how we were doing London. Because you have to it, pay per day. It didn't fit what we were doing. If you wanted to get a London Pass for a day and, and like, cram as much as possible into one day, it might be worth it. But I wanted to do one thing on this day, one thing on this day, one thing on this day. And you would have had to buy that pass for the amount of days that you wanted. And it was just way too expensive. Yeah. So, if it if you have less time, maybe it's a good thing, because you can, like, jam as much as you want in one day, and it yeah. might be worth it, but I didn't think it was worth it. All right. We're kind of almost done here. Not I'm having really. fun, man. I know. So, do you want to try and talk about the studio tour, or do you know anything about this? Uh, okay, I'll talk about it. I know a little bit of it. <laughs> maybe I could try and start a little bit. Um, so, the studio tour. Obviously a must. I think we are probably most excited about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's at Leeson Studios. It's where they filmed everything. Yeah. Um, so they took all of those sets and built a new building and put them all together so you can go and see everything they used. We spent 13 hours there. 
We made an entire day of it. Um, So we use something called Golden Tours. So they, and we'll talk a little bit about how you can specify this to make sure you could be there for 13 hours. (laughs) I just wanted to say really quick that, um, oh shoot, oh, just know Leavesden is like an hour away from London. Right. So you can get there on public transportation, but to me that was more stressful than it was worth. So we booked a bus and they drive you right to the door. Mm Mm-hmm. So basically, like, we picked up this bus. It's a it's a tour company. You get this bus. Um, it's, like, awesome. It's wrapped. Like, yeah. it's, like, wrapped, and it's it's branded for the studio tour. So there's, like, I think one of them is wrapped as the night bus. One of them is the Hogwarts Express. The Hogwarts yeah. Express. We took one of each. <laughs> and one is just, like, the first one we took actually was just, like, it was Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you pick... And you watch Harry Potter on the way there. Yeah. You pick up this bus. Um, it's early. We booked the earliest beginning one. Um, and it was then, like 7.15 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, then you ride this bus. They play Harry Potter. You can pre-order a butterbeer for when you have lunch at the studio. We thought that you got to have it on the bus. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool. But you don't. You get it there. Because um, so, I totally would have drank butterbeer at 7.15 in the morning. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So what they do is their booking is three hours. So they're like, okay, you get there at nine, we'll pick you up and take you back at noon. That is not enough time, even if you are a casual fan. For anybody who listens to Swish and Flick, that is not enough time. No, not at all. So what you can do is you can call and change your time to come back at a later time. Do you get charged again? Um, It's a smaller fee. I think it was like an additional... Forty dollars or something. Okay, to come back later. So keep that in mind. But you want to do it. I mean, we didn't stop going in there until we left. So plus, you want to like stop and be able to eat because the food is really good, and it you want to have a butter beer, and you just want to like appreciate everything. Yep. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Oh, you can. So we also booked behind the seams which is still ongoing so it must be going really well because originally it was like a limited time thing it wasn't supposed to be going on when we were there because I looked and then all of a sudden like a week before we left I looked again just for the heck of it and it was there again so I booked it so what behind the seams is is halfway through their tour before lunch you stop at this specified area it's over Malfoy by Malfoy Manor. Manor. <laughs> um, so you stop, and then they take you to a different building, and then they show you uh, costumes that have never been displayed before, ever, anywhere. Not on the exhibition, not on the studio tour, nowhere. So we saw Cedric's battle-worn Triwizard Tournament outfit. We saw Harry's first Quidditch sweater. <gasps> so tiny! We saw one of Voldemort's robes Ooh. from the Battle of Hogwarts. And you got to, like, you couldn't touch that one, but they had, like, a sample Material fabric that of you it. Could touch. And it was, yeah, it was really <laughs> cool. They had Professor Sprout. Um, Professor which, Sprout's outfit is awesome. Yeah, it's way cooler than you think. I won't spoil too much. Um, yeah, just, like, really cool things. And, like, then you got to put on real Hogwarts robes mm-hmm. that were seen in the films, that were actually worn. And got your students. picture taken. Yeah. It was worth every penny. It was amazing. It really was not that much more. It was like a $30 upcharge from a normal ticket. Yeah. So, because I realized that we accidentally bought two tickets 
Yeah, so keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, so whenever you book on the Golden Tour, you get a ticket, which is great. However, if you book behind the scenes, your behind the scenes ticket also includes regular admission. <laughs> so we bought two admissions. Yep. That's okay, though. They also offer a VIP deluxe package, which actually, like, dang it, sounded like a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> so you get your lunches included, your butterbeer is included, you get a special guided tour for three hours from somebody, um, like, they take you through it, and, like, you have somebody with you who shows you stuff. I think that that is what we stumbled upon when we were looking at the common room, the Gryffindor common room, and that guy actually went back there and oh, pulled yeah. things forward and was showing them to people. I think they were on a VIP tour. We should do that next time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, but that's also an option that they offer. So, okay. This last, this is kind of like a last group session here where I wanted to just talk about like travel necessities for a trip like this. I did a lot of researching on Amazon and websites, just like good travel accessories, what you should have with you, like things you're not going to think of. Um, there wasn't anything that we didn't really use. No, we used everything that we yeah. had. So first up, you need a converter for your plug. Yeah. So their plugs are different over there. Um, I got one that was just like an, a universal adapter that I can use in Europe. I can use it in um, the UK is different than Europe. <laughs> so the UK is specific. And then there's Europe and then there's American. And then I want to say that there's, I think you can also use this one that I got in Asia. So get one of those. It was like $15 on Amazon. It's like and a it little has transformer, like, man. It's really cool, <laughs> but it also has like three USB plugs on it, so you can just like plug that into the wall and plug your phone in with a USB. Yeah. Um, we have like a USB hub thing that we take with us when we travel, so we just plugged that thing into the wall and plugged the hub into the converter and then plugged everything into our like USB hub. Yeah. Um, also, you need a good travel wallet, one that has RFID protection because that is huge theft over in Europe and UK, and it's becoming more prominent in the US too, so like everybody should probably have one. But you want one that fits your passport because passports have RFID chips in them as well, and people can steal all of your information from a passport because you have to input everything to get a passport, your social security card, your address, your name, your birthday, everything. So we just got one that was like, it was just like a regular wallet, like a zip wallet. So it fit your passport. It fit all the cars that we were taking. It fit yep. cash. It fit our IDs. And that was it. Yep. And it was, it was perfect. It I would still use it around home. $10 on Amazon. Yeah. Pretty inexpensive. Meg had them match our suitcases. I did. <laughs> Um, so if you're flying on a budget flight, I also recommend getting or bringing a travel pillow and blanket. We found ones that squished down super tiny, so it didn't take up a lot of space in our carry-ons. Um, they offer, like, compressible pillows on Amazon. It was, like, $15 to $20, and you basically, like, roll them into themselves so they're pretty small. And then they puff up <clears throat> and when they, you open yeah, them. Yeah, whenever you unroll them, you can, like, fluff them, and then they get... I think it's foam, so, like, it gets bigger and bigger the more it's, like unrolled and then it's actually pretty comfortable mm -hmm. and then i bought us these like squishable down blankets for which were also like 20 bucks or something on amazon and they like squished into a tiny little ball that you could fit like a softball size yeah yeah and it was really big and yeah comfy. yeah it was really warm because because fl flights are cold um also, don't overpack snacks. I no. always tend to do this when I travel, but, like, especially don't do it internationally because, like, when you're over there, 
you're going to want to try the snacks where you travel. So, like, don't overpack American snacks. You don't want to eat American food when you're in England. You want to eat England food. We packed, we <coughs> told ourselves we would buy one pa- one box each. One box, yeah, we, so we took two boxes of snacks that we just, like, small snacks, like, and it was like, like breakfast, breakfast bars. bars. Yeah, like, really simple things in case, like, say you're in the middle of the day and, like, there's a long wait till dinner or something, you just pop one of those so you're not hangry. Because that would have ruined our trip. Because I get Hulk hangry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just yeah. Don't overpack snacks. Agreed. Um, That's also, coming from a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> also, you want to get good luggage that doesn't weigh you down. Because sometimes luggage itself can be really heavy. Like the actual piece of luggage. We got like the plas- like the light plasticky four wheel luggage pieces that you just had to push with you. So like you could just walk. You didn't have to drag them behind you. They were game, game changers. changers. They're amazing. We actually bought those for each other like for our I bought Katie hers for our anniversary, and she bought mine for my birthday, and that was just our gift to each other. Like, honestly, all of the holidays (laughs) leading up to this trip, we bought stuff for ourselves for the trip, which is a really great idea if you're going as a couple. Just have you, just like have each other get, get you stuff that you need, like the wallets and the converter and the luggage and all that kind of stuff, so. And if you're not going as a couple, tell your family that's all you want for your birthday and Christmas. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, Also, you want to get some cash. Um, It's helped a lot, actually. Yeah, we used it quite a bit. We used it to park one day. Whenever we went to Edinburgh Zoo, we had to pay cash to park. Um, There are some things where, like, you just need cash. Um, I recommend going to AAA or your bank and getting it before you leave because I think that the fees are a little bit less than if you go over there and, like, get it at a place at the airport. Those fees are crazy. And then also, you can do it at an ATM where you just, like, put your card in an ATM and get cash out. But again, you have to think about those fees. And some banks' fees are bad. Yeah. And leave yourself time because sometimes they don't have the cash on hand because, I don't know, maybe they don't have pounds that day or, right. you know, or I would like I would order it, like, a month in advance because AAA had to order it for me and it took about, took about three days to get in. But just, like, give yourself some leeway with it. Um, and usually I just did the minimum that you could get. They make you buy $200 of money. So like I had to buy 200 pounds, which actually was like $300. You have to buy money. You have to buy money. (laughs) Um, also it's always good to get a map of the city. I will link you guys to everything that we bought. Yes. So, like, the wallets, the luggage, the converter, everything. I'll post the links for you. And we are, we love a good deal. So, trust us when we say that, like, what we're posting, like, it was either middle ground. Because we don't like to buy crap. We're not going to buy something cheap. But when you're buying something like this, we don't want the high of the high. But we want something good. Right. So, we do our research with it. So, what we got... We can 100% swear behind. That's good. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I've li- I liked everything that we bought. Nothing was, like, junky and nothing was too expensive. Um, so I always like to have a, a map of the city. I don't actually think that we really used them that much while we were over there, but it's always good to have them as a backup. What if your phone dies? It took no space in the No, backpack. I mean, it was thin. I just put it in the back pocket. We had one of Edinburgh. We had one of London. Um, I And then also... I personally found paying for Travel Pass on my phone worth it. So I have Verizon, and Travel Pass is ten dollars a day, and you basically get your plan overseas. And worth to, and to it. me, it was worth it. 
Katie and I, like, Katie didn't pay for it on her phone. We only paid for it on one phone so that we had GPS. We had access to be able to text people, FaceTime my parents, um, all that kind of stuff. Don't forget a backup charger. Yeah, you want a backup charger because if you only have one phone that's working and you're used to depending on two phones, yeah, that happened on the first day. Mine died, and I was like, what am I going to do? I don't know where we are. I don't know how to get anywhere. We'll try to find... Um, I'll find the, the backup battery I bought. It's the amazing. One, I bought it for Florida. The one we have is like, it's good to charge your phone like four times or something. So yep. it's really nice over a trip where you might not remember to plug it in. So you're not like panicking about that while you're yeah. trying to It was know, like $40, I think, but it was worth it. Yeah, we, we use it during every trip. <laughs> No matter where we go. Just so that everybody knows, though, like, Wi-Fi was pretty plentiful everywhere. Like, our Airbnbs offered it. Our hotel offered it. Most um, restaurants have it over there. So, like, if you don't want to pay $10 a day for your phone, like, Wi-Fi, you can find Wi-Fi. I just liked the convenience of being able to use my GPS. Yeah, I mean, that helped out with food. I mean, like, we knew a lot of where we wanted to go. Yeah, I could Google, like, best pub near me. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it helped a lot. And we used it a lot where, like, we would just type into Google Maps, like, where we want to go, and it would tell us if the underground was better or if a bus was better or, like, what traffic was best for us at that time. So it was insanely helpful. I really liked it for the um, the underground schedules and stuff. Yeah. It just told you exactly what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was really nice. We're so sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so leading up to your departure... Some things that I wanted to point out is that you want to make sure that you've printed all those tickets that you bought yourself in advance. I had like a file that I packed in my carry-on with all the tickets to everything. Um, And then when I got to the hotel for like for Edinburgh, I put out the tickets that were for Edinburgh on the table. And every day we would grab that day's tickets. And I did that in London too. And we would grab those day's tickets and put them in our bag. Um, You also just want to like organize all your paperwork I don't know if this is just because we were watching The Handmaid's Tale before we went, but I made sure to pack our marriage certificate so that people would know that we were legally married. Um, (laughs) Well, also because, like, I'm discovering, because I changed my name when we got married, and, like, that comes up way more often than you think it would. So, like, say I had a card that I forgot to change my name on. I don't want anyone... Like, say that's the only card I can use because the other ones aren't working because it's being funky or something. I have a backup. You know I, what I, brought, mean? <laughs> I brought all of my cards that I had just in case one didn't work. I had other ones. Even if I had to pay the foreign transaction fees, I could at least have money. I made sure, make sure that you pack your cash that you buy. Um, that sounds so funny. I know. Make sure that you bring your foreign currency that you buy. Maybe that's better. <laughs> um we brought our marriage certificate just in case. God forbid, maybe one of us gets sick and we're in the hospital, and, like, that's the only way to prove that we really are married and I can be in the hospital with her. Like, who knows? Um, so, like, we just did it to be safe. Uh, make sure you bring your passport, obviously. You want your ID on top of your passport. Just all of that paperwork stuff. You want to bring a copy of your insurance. Make sure that you have your medical insurance. All that jazz. And if you're running a car, you want your car insurance with you. Yeah, because I forgot mine. But I had mine, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, make sure that you pack a couple days in advance. You don't want to be rushing the night before because you're going to be go, go, go the second you're on vacation. So make sure that you take time to relax the day before. What helped me a lot, too, because I'm very, like, I, it helped me a lot to actually 
like set aside like okay well I have this pair of jeans I know I want to wear over there so I'm not going to wear them the week before (laughs) I'm just gonna set them aside and then that helped with like because we got back really late so I didn't have time to throw in laundry for work the next day so I had clothes ready to go for when I got back so I didn't have to stress about that because we're crazies and we literally came home at like midnight and went to work the next day because I'm like yeah no vacation time will be wasted (laughs) (laughs) right so just try to plan those little things because it's gonna make the before and after a lot easier on you yeah because you're gonna be sad to come home and you have to go to work the next day and you don't want to be like rushing around like i don't have pants (laughs) (laughs) also the week before we left we started taking airborne every day which i really think was a good idea because i didn't get sick over there at all Mm -mm. so like we took airborne every day and every day while we were over there we just like the little gummies. Yeah. We just bought a big, we went to Sam's Club, which yep. is like a big, um, like you can buy like Costco, massive, yeah. Sam's Club. We can buy bulk stuff. So we Walmart just bought a big one. Walmart probably has something like that too. Yeah, for sure. We just bought a big one and we planned it out to like when we should start taking it and like if it would last through our trip and it worked out really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so the day before, don't leave everything to the last day. You're going to be up and at them early, probably, or up late, depending on your flights, and you won't stop going until you're back at home, so make sure that you relax the day before. You'll need the rest, and it'll help you not get sick on the plane. Because let me tell you, when I went to Italy, I came home and I had mono for three weeks. So take airborne, drink lots of water, stay hydrated. Oh my god, stay get hydrated. rest. Like, Okay, when I went to New York for the first time, I'm used to going to Disney World, right? There's a bathroom every 10 feet. But when I went to New York, and I, I have a very small <laughs> I have a very small bladder, so if you do too, listen up. You need to stay hydrated because otherwise you're going to drag, and this is a very important trip in your life, and you want to enjoy everything, so you might have to pee a lot. It's a lot easier to do it in Edinburgh, I think, and London than New York was, but still, like, don't let that, sometimes I get really anxious about it, like, well, I don't want to be stopping every five seconds, but you don't want to be sick on your trip. So, just take care of yourself, that's Mm -hmm. probably more important than anything, so that you can enjoy everything that you do. Yeah. That's all I got for our planning episode. That was good. You did really good. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Now I have to write the doc for next week. (laughs) Yeah, but that's like, I mean, this was fun stuff to talk about, but that's this. It's all going to be reminiscing and remembering and sharing our experiences. So it'll be fun. All right. So this is an episode of Swish and Flick. Still, even mm-hmm. though we're not doing chapters, so we are going to do a fan story. This one is short and sweet. Can you help me with the last name? Where is it? Anna. Oh, Salam. Anna Salam. She says, Dear Swish and Flick, my name is Anna. My mom introduced me to the book when I was maybe six or seven. I was super hooked. It took me a while to get through four and five because they were so long, but I read on and read the book seven times. (laughs) Where's my bell? Oh, no, it's gone. Oh, no, ding! (laughs) Seven times because it is the most magically powerful number. I subscribed to all the Harry Potter theory channels on YouTube and read fanfics on fanfiction.net. You should check out Swish and Flick. (laughs) I am a proud Ravenclaw and have found this podcast after searching for Harry Potter podcasts for weeks, not finding any good ones until you. Love you forever. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. Thank you, Anna. That is super sweet. I, too, um, yeah, was very prominent on fanfiction.net, as you guys probably know. Um, But I have a question. Are you never going to read it again because you'll get past seven? You have to read it again. You have to read it again. Yeah, keep You've going. attained the highest of the highest, and so now you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for sharing your story, Anna. We super appreciate you and your ears. Yeah. 
Um, so Swish and Flick can be found on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flickcast. Also make sure that you subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, all of our podcasts are posted there as well as some vlogs, including our fan favorite puff pastry. Um, also you can support us on Patreon for exclusive access to the Felix Files, which is our bi-monthly bonus episodes. That is at patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. Shout out and huge thank you to all of our current patrons. We love you and we really appreciate your support. So thank you. Lastly, make sure that you check out our website, swishflickcast.com, to check out all the info on Swish and Flick and all of our cool new merchandise for Mary Swishmas. Um, Orders placed now probably won't get to you by Christmas, unless it's a button or a sticker. We can get those out as quick as possible. Um, Also, I think that we're going to do a little after Christmas sale, so look out for an email blast after Mm, Christmas. Maybe uh, there might be a new little something, too. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Maybe I'll pay attention. Hmm. All right, we've got a new segment before we close out the episode here. Thanks to Tiff the Griff, Mm -hmm. who gifted Katie a unofficial Harry Potter joke book. This is probably the greatest gift anyone could have given me because (laughs) I am like the master of dad jokes and like horrible puns and I love them. They make me laugh way harder than they should, than I should. So that's what this entire book is. So I thought that we could, there's a ton of them, so I thought we could maybe do a joke an episode. Do a joke an episode. So I picked one for today. Oh boy. All right, ready? I'm ready. Why did Draco avoid Hermione the first time they met? I don't know why. His parents told him to never talk to Grangers. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. No, this book's funny. Alright, so you can also find Katie and I on Main Street 9 and 3 quarters. I promise that a vlog will be uploaded this weekend. You're going to see our amazing day at the Jacobite Locomotive Train. Guys, that's a high promise. <laughs> no, it's happening. Okay. I have time later today. <laughs> I believe Might in you. Might go up on Sunday. I'm not sure, but you guys will see it this weekend. I mean, I want to see it, so. I love watch. I love not watching her edit it because it's just like, it helps me to relive the memory of it as well, mm-hmm. you know? It's funny because it took a while for us to even, like, want to do, not that we didn't want to do the vlogs, but it was like... Once we do it, like, it's officially over. You know what I mean? So, like, we had to mentally prepare ourselves to do these vlogs. Yeah. Yeah, and finish it out. Lastly, you can find Katie and I on Grown Up Kids. We're doing a cool little project this December called Podmas, where we are literally podcasting every single day on Grown Up Kids. What is sleep? So, you should check that out, because there's some really good ones this Podmas, such as 101 Dalmatians, Pollyanna, The Parent Trap, Sleeping Beauty... Shaggy Dog. Swiss Family Robinson. Lots of cool ones. So. Yeah. Check it out. Grown Up Kids Pod. Am I closing it? You should close it. I opened it. <laughs> I've never closed an episode before. I'm so excited. I don't want to mess it up. All right. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Just my voice. <laughs> I'm sorry, Katie's going to kill me. There's already a lot of edits. (laughs) We forgot to record in the beginning. We had to go back and redo that. (coughs) Sorry, guys. I love you, Katie. I love you, too. I'll edit this episode, Katie. I love you. Also, I need to blow my nose again.
Yeah, you're definitely editing this episode. I know. You're lucky I love you. I love you too. See all the people who are on live? The behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all Meg blowing her nose. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.